Welcome to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast. In this edition, we'll be talking about many aspects of life, particularly health, relationships and wealth-related topics, all from a heart-centred approach. Your host, Paul Lowe, has a long and successful history of helping others through his coaching and mentoring, as well as his many charitable initiatives. He's been responsible for positively impacting thousands of people's lives, particularly young people from challenging backgrounds. Paul is the author of the books Mastering the Game of Life from Pain to Purpose and Speaking from Our Hearts. Welcome listeners and here we are again on the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast where today I'm joined by a lady uh, originally from the United States of America but now living in France, a lady by the name of Angela Irwin. Angela, very, very warm welcome to you. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be here, Paul. Our pleasure. And I believe today, uh, before I introduce or we go too deep, uh, we're going to be talking about joyful life solutions, Angela. But before we get into that, I just want to quote something because I think it sets the scene nicely from F. Scott Fitzgerald from your website. Um, it's, it's a great it's a great line in the sand, this. And he says, for what it's worth, it's never too late to be whoever you want to be. I hope you live a life you're proud of. And if you find you're not, I hope you have the strength to start over. I mean, what a great intro. Take us where you will on that, Angela. Yes. So, well, um, F. F. Scott Fitzgerald is one of my favorite writers. Um, Just, you know, huge fan of The Great Gatsby um, way before the movie came out and all of that. But it really struck me because... Um, I think that sometimes in life we just get carried so along, like we just go, the expectations um, that we have put on us by society, by family, by significant others, by ourselves even, that all of a sudden you kind of find yourself a ways down the path in life and kind of go, how did I get here? Or you might have, you know, um, an event that occurs in your life that really is a life changer. And that can be, you know, a variety of different things. Um, In my case, that was um, being made redundant or my position was made redundant um, about five years ago. And I made the decision to do a complete career change rather than find a similar job like what I was doing in um, in the medical devices, uh, corporate job. Um, So many people were like, oh, just you know, sending me job um, openings and just find this, you know, the same sort of job. And I just knew deep down in my gut, probably wasn't the, you know, logical quote unquote thing to do. Uh, I had just turned 40. Um, But just deep in my gut, I'm like, no, there's something else I'm meant to be doing. And so I really, when I saw that quote, or as I was kind of going through that process, really um, drew me in. Mm. Love that word you use there, Angela, illogical. And isn't it true that sometimes when we make pivotal decisions in our life, not just around um, key things like what you're talking about, our work, our career, our vocation, call it what you will, but we get that gut instinct, don't we? And just to do something, and and I, I really do love that word, illogical. This doesn't make sense, so why am I even thinking about it? Um, did you go through that kind of, was there any, ever any denial in that, Angela? It's like, you know, just yet again, to reinforce that word illogic, this just doesn't make sense. Angela, stop it. What are you doing, girl? Oh. Did you go through any oh. of that? <laughs> a 
more times than you can count. Um, <laughs> and it was, and it was actually much more difficult process. Um, and again, it's, you know, we're talking about changing careers, but it can really be a lot of different things that happen in life. It could be, you know, right now we're in the back to school season. So a lot of people are experiencing like, the, you know, they call the empty nest syndrome where they all of a sudden, it's almost like a little bit of an identity crisis. It's like, okay, who am I now? And I absolutely went through the, who am I now, now that I'm not this corporate person that I've done for the last 15 years. And I think that, you know, there's a, you know, who am I now, now that I'm not a stay at home mom or dad, or that I don't have kids living at home. So I think it's, you know, it really does apply to a lot of different things you might be going through. And I, so many times I would question myself. So, um, Spoiler alert, <laughs> mm. I, uh, I, I did, um, went through a life coaching, a year-long life coaching certification program and became a life coach and trainer and speaker, which is completely, um, even though I had done speaking and training in my corporate jobs, I, you know, life coaching was a completely new ball of wax. And there were so many times to answer your question that I was like, who am I to be like deciding I am now a life coach or, you know, doing this career? Who am I now, you know, to be helping people, um, you know, get clarity and figure out what they want to do and help them achieve goals. And so I definitely had a lot of, of the self doubt and those questions. Do you ever look back on that now, Angela, and, and on that, those three simple words, who am I? But boy, have they got a, a deep-rooted mm. uh, implication. Do you look on it now with your higher level awareness of asking a similar kind of question, but who am I not? Because all the things I thought I was, by peeling back the layers and realizing that I'm actually somebody and something completely different. Do, do you ever look at it in those light, in that light now, just to add that word not on the end? Yes, yes, absolutely. That was what first, it was almost like a spark when I heard the first time I heard someone say that and I went, oh, you know, almost like a little gopher coming up out of the hole going, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> That's, you know, just such a shift of perspective. And again, it took a lot of time and a lot of um, uh, a lot of personal growth work on myself to be able to like, okay, now when I look back, I think every single step, and I always used to believe this, so I guess I lost faith a little bit along the way. Um, I look back and go, of course, everything I went through led me right to this. And of course, this is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, but that was a painful, you know, when we think about processes and things, we think it's kind of that straight line. And of course, that's not how life works. It looks more like a child scribbles on a paper and we're going in circles and back and forwards and sideways and before we can kind of get to that point. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So with this new, um, dare I say, call it this, Angela, if, if it's appropriate, if it's not, please challenge me, this relatively new uh, higher level, uh, this newfound awareness of, you know, who am I? What, what, answer that question for the, the listeners, if you will, Angela. And, and, and that can be in a general context or a specific as you choose. But the reason I ask that is to obviously, from our point of view, 
having a dance, um, as I call it, a dance, an energetic dance, um, a philosophical dance, call it what you will, is great and it's intriguing. But the whole point of the podcast really is for listeners to pick gems of wisdom out based on experience that, you know, both you and I um may may resonate with so it, it, it's absolutely about the listener so if you can if you can sort of put that slant on it angela so that um, there is that learning then uh, then that would be superb okay absolutely so to answer the question who am i now hmm. so who i am now is someone who has gone through a um a lifetime of experiences some extremely painful to now be able to help other people feel better about themselves and build their confidence and accept themselves so that they can go out and reach their full potential. And it took me a long time to realize that because who I thought I was, was a very damaged, (laughs) broken person um, because I lost my hearing and completely lost my hearing from over the course of 15 years, Mm. starting at the age of seven. And during the course of those 15 years, my parents took me, uh, I was living in South Dakota, my parents took me to every hearing professional they could find in the neighboring four states. And every time the professionals would tell my parents the same two things, and that is, we have no idea why this is happening, and we've never seen this before in a child. Now, when you're seven, eight, nine, ten, <laughs> you know, um, your logical thinking isn't as fully developed. And so, what I heard as that child was, "Oh my gosh, this kid is so damaged. We can't even figure out what's wrong with her." So that's what set the basis of my self worth, and my coping mechanism, I guess survival mechanism, looking back, was to act like it wasn't happening. And so I just pushed those feelings down as much as I could and just pushed ahead. Now, fortunately, um, technology caught up and I am now a uh, 22-year cochlear implant recipient, which is quite exciting. So after I finished university, I did have the surgery to get a cochlear implant and was able to kind of proceed with a normal life, so to speak. You know, I was able to have a career. I was able to, you know, do things that normal hearing people can do. In the midst of going through this career change, all of those old feelings that I'd pushed down for decades came roaring back. um, And just, I felt like I got hit by a truck. Oh, you know, I'd never dealt with that. And so I actually got some professional help to work through those feelings of reprogramming that self-worth and self-acceptance because I felt so much shame, even though this was nothing I could have done to prevent it. We still don't even know why it happened. I had um, an immense amount of shame around it. And so this whole process has been so therapeutic to really finally um, embrace myself and, you know, be open about, well, you know, I am a clinically deaf person. Um, anytime I don't have the external cochlear implant processor on, I can't hear anything at all. Um, so that's still very much a part of my daily life. But now I've embraced that as it's shaped my personality. It's, it's made me more empathetic and 
wanting other people to feel better about themselves because I know how bad I felt about myself and I don't want anyone else to feel like that. Mm. When you look back on it, Angela, is it fair to say that, yes, there was many, many years where that process evolved, emerged, call it what you will, took place. When you look back on it now, is it a case of what I know now took me all those years to learn? And I'm not necessarily on about the sort of, you know, the, the medical side, because obviously you're involving third parties there. But I'm kind of looking at this through the listeners' um, ears, looking at this through the listeners' ears. Hmm, okay, there's a duality, if ever I heard one. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at this through the listeners' eyes um, to... to to try and pass on that this the message I'm trying to pass on here, I suppose, and I don't want to give the message away. Uh, I want to kind of tease that out if it's appropriate from you, Angela. But knowing what you know now and the long way that we go around things generally, and you alluded to it perfectly earlier on by this kind of from A to B is never a straight line. It's kind of this plateful of spaghetti, so to speak. But is it, you know, I think that's called experience, isn't it, when we look back? So if you're coaching now, because you've had those experiences and you know the easier path from A to B, do you kind of agree with the statement for all of us, whether it's a career change, a relationship change, whatever it is in life, that we can change things in a heartbeat? Yes. Although paradoxically, it's probably took us decades to learn that lesson of change. Is because I'm, what I'm trying to do here, Angela, is give that message of hope and inspiration to the listeners to say, yes, listen, there's two guys here having a, a conversation around, you know, whatever it is. But I'm hearing him say it took him decades. I'm hearing her say, it, you know, took 15 years, whatever it was, um, et cetera, et cetera. Well, oh, I don't know if I can hang on that long. I, you know, I, I feel in a really desperate place. And that's the underlying message, Angela, I'm trying to convey here, mm -hmm. if, if yeah, that well, makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's um, one of the things when I do um, speaking engagements, which I, I, I really love, it's really talking about embracing all of yourself. Because as a society, what are the well, at least when I was growing up, you know, we were always taught to, quote, fit in, to be like everyone else, to, well, so many of us, as I have discovered, you know, as I've been um, doing life coaching, working with clients and just meeting other people, so many people have always felt like I never really felt like I fit in. And they felt really bad for that, but nobody's talking about it. Nobody's talking about it. So we're all carrying this very heavy, that's a very heavy feeling to have. Like you don't fit in or you're not good enough or all of those negative um, questions that we have. And I've discovered so many people are carrying that. I mean, it's like you can imagine this bag on your shoulder that's weighing you down. And so that's one of the things I like to talk about is we, you know, we're not meant to be like anyone else. Wherever, you know, wherever that stemmed from that we're, you know, meant to be clones of each other, that was never supposed to be the case. Um, and so I really want to encourage people to embrace their differences because we all have different, different things that we're here to do, I believe. And if we're constantly bogged down by the, the negative feelings of not being good enough or not, you know, who am I, all of those things, we're not actually going to achieve our full potential. 
because we're hiding a part of ourselves. Um, yeah, so that would, I would definitely say, you know, we're not meant to be like anyone else and embrace your differences and let them shine. Mm. And that kind of nicely leads us in, Angela, does it not, to this, this P word, purpose. What is our purpose? Mm. Yes. Tell us about that, Angela, for yourself, a part of your journey. Obviously, you've shared the, you know, the foundation, the backstory, if you will, around that. But so what, you know, you've kind of flirted with this thing. And I'm looking on your, uh, yet again, I wrote down from your website, Joyful Life Solutions was created to guide, support and empower women. Is that women only? I mean, do you work with guys? Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I will, but it is primarily women. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So in terms of your life's purpose, Angela, um, and this is a general question, not just for you specifically, but I suppose in this context it is specific because you're, you're the lady I'm talking to, but is that life purpose for you aligned with your professional purpose? Can they be different for, for us? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I feel like I had to go through those things so that I could feel it that again, just that extra empathy and understanding of what it feels like. Um, and you know, it was so, when I went, went through that career change, it was so like almost like an out of body experience because when I was in kind of a not so good place, I was just like, I was paralyzed. I couldn't, physically get myself to do anything. And that was so surreal because I was usually the one that was, you know, had more done by like eight in the morning than half of the office. So that was also um, another lesson for me to be like, you know, empathetic to people who are, are, are struggling and going through something difficult to be a bit more more gentle and kind and get them to be kind to themselves. That, that's the thing I also see is people are more critical of themselves than most anyone else would be. And that's something that I try to help, um, you know, my clients or whoever I'm coming in contact with. Um, and it's just amazing when I think back of this journey that I now have a front row seat basically and seeing other women or other people, men included, kind of just blossoming like a flower because mm -hmm. they're shedding these negative beliefs they've had about themselves or they're for the first time, maybe getting a little bit hopeful about something could be different. And it goes back to the F Fitzgerald quote, finding that courage to take that step to do something that's a little different. And to, to be able to watch people do that, I, I can't even describe um, how amazing that feels. And I had, you know, just a, a small part and helping them do that. Can we do that on our, by ourselves? Can we transition, transform by ourselves, or do we need the help of others? Hmm, that's a great question. Um, you know, there's, I, I would say both. <laughs> I mean, certainly you can. There are things you can do on your own. Um, but I think if you really want, trans you, I love your word, transform. If you really want transformation, I think you need guidance to show you how to do it. Because I certainly didn't, do it on my own I, I wouldn't have known how and I think that's part of it um, we just don't know how to do that and so I, I do think it takes someone that's been trained um, specifically um, to be able to really 
get a, a better outcome, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That guide, that co-pilot, call it what you will. Um, the reason I asked that question, I saw something this morning. It was on um, Instagram or one of the social medias, and it just made me smile. And uh, um, I thought, oh, I'm going to ask this question um, if, if it's appropriate when, when uh, Angela and I speak. And it was, if you think hiring a professional is expensive, try booking an amateur. And it just made me smile because... <laughs> The yeah. amateur for me yeah. personally in this context was myself on this guided voyage of discovery because, and this kind of goes back to what we said, my question earlier on, uh, Angela, about changing things in a heartbeat. Because that, um, you know, that plate full of spaghetti, trying to put it in straight lines and, you know, make a, a direct sort of <laughs> bridge from A to B, if you will, rather than just meandering all over the place. Um that's exactly what I did. And it took me decades. It took me decades. And then I started sort of working with people that, you know, obviously got this uh, more elevated view um, and different ways of looking at things. Um, and that's why I'd always say for, I suppose, anybody that's thinking about that transition, that transformation, that journey of change, call it what you will, that to have mm -hmm. a coach or a mentor, um, you know, that's, it's not a luxury it's a necessity because yes you can sort it out yourself but it's you know i mean there's not an exact science in this as we know but it'll take you infinitely longer and more pain um why wouldn't you pay that price to have that guide on the side somebody to um you know to walk that path with you whatever that may be yeah absolutely i agree 100 percent. it's gonna be i mean it is you know Whenever you're talking about personal growth, I saw this quote somewhere and kind of like what you said made me laugh. I can't remember. I'll butcher it. But it was something about, you know, oh, personal growth sounds like such a joyful journey. <laughs> it should really be called like, you know, it was you know quite a kind of a painful thing. And while that is true, there is like you do have to go down a bit into that valley to come up on the other side. And it is critical that you have someone that knows what they're doing that has been trained specifically to be there guiding you through that. Mm -hmm. Otherwise you can either, you won't have the change or you can kind of get stuck in, in a not so great place and not know how to move forward. Yeah. I had a conversation with somebody recently, Andrew, around this kind of thing around, you know, the price we pay um, as a general umbrella title. And somebody said to me, how much have you invested? Um, in your in your journey and I said literally hundreds of thousands of pounds mm. literally yeah. and yeah. it's like, what are you crazy yeah. but the difference that it makes in your life Angela is, is, is it fair to say that it kept that you know you can't you can't put that in financial terms yes I agree and I would I would my answer would be the same and it really does come down to priorities I can tell you with certainty, I would not be where I am doing what I what I'm doing if I hadn't made that investment in myself. Mm. Yeah. Tell us about your podcast, Angelique. You've got a podcast, haven't you? Yes, uh, yes, I do. <laughs> so it's um, it's really trying to get. Okay, so kind of social media can be a wonderful thing and media in general and, and that, but also there's, 
you know, the, the, the dark side of that is the comparisonitis, which can be, you know, just really not, not helpful for people. Uh, because we're always seeing someone else's highlight reel. We, we have no idea what's actually gone on for someone. Um, you know, the same is true for celebrities. People always say, oh, they were an overnight success. Well, no, they weren't. We just didn't see the 20 years that they were waiting tables and toiling to, you know, to be discovered. And so the idea behind the podcast, um, the Authentic Chronicles Connections, and it's stories of courage, vulnerability, and failure because I feel like we need to have more conversations around, you know, pull the curtain back. What actually did happen? Just like we're having today. We're, you know, we're not talking about the rainbows and the roses. We're talking about, you know, you know how hard this process can be. Mm. And so the intent was to highlight um, and give a different perspective to the idea of courage because people, um, in discussions that I was having in the lead up to this, people said, oh, well, you know, some people are competent all the time. I'm just not. And that's not actually true. People that display courage, they're maybe terrified. Their legs may be shaking, but they find a way to push through. And so I wanted to highlight those sort of stories. And also the failure piece. Again, as a society, we're taught to fear failure, but that's actually where so much of the growth happens. And if we don't fail, then, you know, as a lot of people say, we're not, we're not getting out of our comfort zone enough. And so the idea was just to highlight real people, real experiences in those, um, under those themes to just demonstrate to people that, no, they're, they're, you're, you're, you're normal. <laughs> Your emotions are normal. Um, but here's how people have been able to push forward anyway. Mm. As, as I do with guests, um, Angela, I always like to ask one big question towards the end. But let's park that momentarily as, as we do close in on the uh, on the end of this fascinating, insightful conversation. So before I ask that, um, that all-important question, Angela, how can people get in touch with you if they want to find out more about the work you do, a little bit more about you? What, what's your contact details? Yes, so absolutely. I would love to have anyone reach out. Um, my website is joyfullifesolutions.com. And you can uh, reach me personally. It's Angela, A-N-G-E-L-A, at joyfullifesolutions.com. Hmm. Thank you. And the big question, Angela, the big question is if you had one message, just one, and I know on this dance, as, as you know, I like to call it this dance with, I like to call it a dance with duality because in all these um, insights that we share with guests generally, and, and ours has been kind of exactly a carbon copy of that, um, Angela, they're, they're filled with duality, with, with contrasting statements. And, and, and that's, that's the richness of life, isn't it? Um, so within that fascinating dance of duality that we've just experienced, if there's one message that you would want to pass on to the world more than any other, what would it be? Good question. Um, I guess I would, I would remind people that we have just this one life and we have one go around. We don't get a, another shot. So I would encourage you to take the step, whatever that is for you, to be 
to be brave, even if you're scared, that's fine. We're all scared at when we're trying to get out of our comfort zones. But would you rather look back and say, at least I tried that, at least I made an effort, um, or the alternative? Great, great insight, powerful insight. Thank you for that, Angela. You're welcome. Thank you so much. This has been wonderful. So there we are, listeners. I can't believe that half an hour has gone by so rapidly. I think it's that old cliche of when uh, when you're having fun, how time flies. So I hope, hope you've enjoyed it. And as you know, at this point, I usually sign off with, no matter what you do in your life, always walk your path with heart. Um, and I'm going to add to that by adding something a bit different, by saying maybe we do everything with our hearts and hearts being an acronym for helping everybody achieve results towards success. Hearts, helping everyone achieve results towards success.